Thanks for tuning in to LGR Reviews on the Let's Get Ready Network. On this network, we talk about all the things you love, like movies, TV, sports, professional wrestling, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR Network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. How's it going? How's it going, everybody? Here for another Andor review. This is episode number 10. So we only have a couple after this one right here. <clears throat> Gotta admit, this is one of my favorite episodes of the season so far. It's building up to a bigger yes. climax than expected. Um, but yeah, this is a really fun episode. Um, they they actually stayed inside the prison for one more episode than me and you thought, Dagan. We thought they'd probably end it last episode, but I'm glad mm-hmm. they didn't because of the episode that we got, man. We got to sit a little bit longer in this prison. And everything else, uh, you know, and dude, I, I just really thoroughly uh, enjoyed it. How about yourself? I agree. I, I like this episode so much that I watched it a second time just before we recorded this so I could pick up on maybe a couple more details. But I absolutely love this episode. I, I agree with you, Justin. I think it might might be my favorite one of the season so far. And I have to go back and rewatch the whole season again because it's just so damn good. And yeah, with only two more episodes to go, uh, I feel like they're, you know, there's, there's still a lot more they can explore, but they kind of wrapped up this whole prison arc thing, uh, which was really great. I love, I love the, the prison break kind of style episode in Star Wars. And, you know, we got, got some more stuff with Mon Mothma and and Stellan Skarsgård's character at the end as well. But a lot of this was focused on the the prison break and absolutely loved it. Uh, I I agree. Probably, uh, probably. Probably my favorite. I would, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it right now. It's my, my favorite episode of the season so far. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with that too. But after this episode got me thinking, like, you know, why do I love this show so much? I mean, obviously, I love Star Wars and everything else, and and that's really fun. Uh, but the thing is, is like, do I have kind of like a bias? Is this like one of my favorite like shows so far that Disney's done for Star Wars because it brings the realness in there, and you don't get a lot of that a lot of times with Star Wars. And so I kind of want to like sit down and talk to somebody that doesn't really care for Star Wars, maybe haven't even watched all the movies Mm. or if they did really didn't, you know, they're not like this super big fan and see what they think about the show and without being even part of Star Wars. Right. So like, because if they say it's a really great, you know, TV series, then I know it truly is. You know what I'm saying? I know it's not because I got a little bit of Star Wars bias or whatnot and just like it because it's showing a side of star wars that i haven't been able to see because we got a hint of that stuff in rogue one a little bit and that's you know kind of you know this not kind of this character came from rogue one uh, and or and we're getting to see like um, uh you know just that really big like honed in into his character and stuff like that and like how he began doing what he was doing for the rebellion and stuff and nah man it's been really fun really enjoyable uh it's going to be a definitely a season of uh I don't usually go back and watch Game of Thrones is about the only thing I really went back and watched after I watched TV series. This is probably going to be a season of television that I go back and rewatch afterwards. Yes, I agree. I think out of all these shows so far, this is the one that might have the most rewatchability for me because there's like so much there. There's so much meat to the show that I think you're going to pick up something new 
every time you might go back and rewatch it. It would very much like, you know, maybe the original movies for Star Wars. So uh, definitely would be willing to revisit it again down the line. And yeah, you know, only two more episodes left to the season. And, you know, that it's it's definitely going to be two seasons, if not three. I'm not sure what they have planned out. I think it's two or three, but we're definitely getting at least one more season after this. But, you know, I think it's, it's going to take a lot for them to fall on their face. You know, I think I think there's a very good chance that the last couple episodes here are going to be on the same level as the rest of the, the show. You know, there's always, there's always a small chance that might not be the case. But I think when all said and done, like, I'm, I'm going to rank this pretty damn high. We've talked about this so far, like, can't definitively rank it number one or number two because the season's not quite over yet. But it's it's re- it's really nearly there. I'm almost ready to say it because it, it's it's this show is really really well done. Just my very, thing is, is, I just hope they don't get uh, scared while they were making this show or whatever because it's obviously completely finished or whatever. They can't go back and change anything. Yeah, but I hope they I didn't worry, get kind of yeah. worried or scared and try to yeah. think they have to pull yeah. the big players in. Like I hope all of a sudden we don't see like a Vader or a Palpatine. Like when the show started, I probably would have thought, oh, that'd be cool if we get like a couple of little cameos or something like that. Yeah, maybe, now, maybe like a scene of Palpatine in the Senate, like talking. But to now him, they've but done so good that I don't want don't them to fall it. back on that. Like yeah. I, I don't want them to do it. I want them to keep going and doing the story the way they've been doing it. So we'll see I what think happens. The, the writers are saying that you will see Yavin by the end of the show. So that's like one, that's just a location though. You know, that's not yeah, necessarily exactly. like, you know, one of the, oh, we have to shoehorn one of these, you know, le- legacy or legendary legend characters, however you want to call it. This is very, very much focused on on Andor and that character. And some of these newer characters have been introduced, and, and Mon Mothma as well, getting a lot of her backstory. So, yeah, I, I agree. I, I would have been fine with a Palpatine like talking in the in the Senate kind of thing, like this is the new order or whatever. But yeah, we don't we don't think I, I don't think. We need it now, like at all. Like if we, if we get it, fine. But I almost agree. I'd prefer not to have one of these big cameos. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I don't think they should fall back on it. <clears throat> I mean, we've already gotten a cameo from this guy right here. Yeah. You know? I mean, Speaking of cameos, Grand Grandmaster Snoke over here. You know, Andy <laughs> Serkis played Snoke in the uh, sequel trilogy, and he's in this show right here as well. <clears throat> he's done a really good job, man. To be honest with you. Uh, yeah. This is at the very beginning of the episode where he's kind of getting like he's in that torn position to where he doesn't know if they should really try to make the escape or just hang out yeah. or whatever. And well, he, he, hasn't he really kind decided of, uh, yeah, he kind of came to that decision at the end of the last episode, it seemed like. But there's still like a couple little periods there where he's talking to Andor where he's almost still a little uncertain because it's not like an instant turn for him. He's so right. used to this life. He's so used to like being in this factory. So uh to 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 sort of make that full-on turn and be like okay then now we're gonna now we gotta do something about it you know it gives that kind of the first motivational speech and then the one later in the in the episode i mean yeah most of it i think is because he feels like he's the leader because he was the leader to these people and everything else and like i I think he's got to think about a bunch of people his decision is not as easy as someone like cassian because cassian at this point he's not technically part of the rebellion He's not really looking out for himself as well. He's trying to also help these people get out of there. But I don't think the weight of like who gets out or who who doesn't is falling on Cassian right now, where it's kind of falling on his character. Right. Like, right. He's got to make that decision, man, because like he knows like things aren't going to go perfect. Uh, Things are going to go wrong during this. Right. 
people uh, are going to die. And, yeah, yeah, people are going to die. So like, but probably less anguish. people than would have died if the empire just like wiped everybody out. Like, that anguish though, making it. that decision and stuff like yeah. that. You can see it on his face there. Uh, and yeah. speaking of anguish, uh, we go on to the. Oh uh, my god! Next scene that we got here, and we got uh, you know the rich gentleman coming in. He's talking with Mon Mothma and everything else, and uh, about this money situation because she's tr still trying to get her money situated. Uh, to where she'd be able to use it for the rebellion and everything else. Uh, it, it was a normal conversation, uh, well acted and stuff in this scene as well. Uh, but a normal conversation about where to move funds and stuff. But the one guy there you see in the uh, green cloak right there, I haven't totally learned his name 100% yet. But anyway, that gentleman. It's a Davos. Uh, comes up to my, yeah. yeah, well, he comes up to my Mothma and basically says, You got a daughter, I got a son. So the payment for me helping you get your money and stuff like that. It's going to rest upon like them two meeting. You know, he doesn't go as far as say as like, oh, they've got to get married, but they do bring, uh, he does bring up the fact that like, Hey, I want them to meet. Uh, I, I want them to uh, be able to meet each other and maybe whatever right. happens, happens kind of deal. So it's not an arranged marriage, but it's an, but it's an arranged. He's got a hint at meeting. it. So like, yeah. And, and my mama does not like that. She gets pretty pissed off and everything else uh, about the situation. Yeah. Uh, tells him he can leave. And then he's like, that's the first lie you told me this yeah, whole time. I love and you that. Tell, he, says, he looks at her. He's like, you're lying. That's the first time you have not told the truth. This, this whole, this and whole he's movie. right, because you can tell it in her face, too, as well. Like, if you want to go ahead and go to that uh, picture, yeah. you can see it in her face, man. Talk about she anguish. Knows, she said, yeah, She knows that guy's right. You know what I'm saying? She, you yeah. know. Uh, that that she knows it and that she's really kind of stuck in the middle here and she she doesn't have a lot of time to make it, you know, to to be able to take her time with decisions and stuff. She's going to have to make the decision, but you can see it in her face out like she's irritated by this whole situation and everything else. And like I said during the show, I think they've done great with Mon Mothma putting her in this thing, yeah. but they haven't like made her this like, you know, hero with no flaws and stuff. Her family's right. got issues and everything she's else. very That's layered. Talk about. Yeah, yes, exactly. She, she's very layered as a character, and there's a lot of complex sort of, you know, things going on there. Like, what more morals? She's kind of thinking of her morals. Like, well, what what's the right thing to do here for the greater good? If it means putting somebody that I love and that I care about through potentially the same kind of life that I had to had to go through, you know, which doesn't necessarily it, it's it's much more of like that they don't have a choice. You know, she doesn't have a choice. Uh, other uh, over anything else you know over like okay maybe she likes the guy maybe she she loves grown to love her husband and everything but she had to marry him you know like yeah. that that was just the part of this tradition of this whatever they call it. I, I i'm sorry guys it's been a long day i'm really super tired yeah the planet she's but from they do the, like yeah. arranged marriages and stuff yeah. like that basically yeah. is how it's set up and everything and she's yeah, just uh, had to be married to this guy yeah. But that that that's one of the reasons why they're not like this perfect couple and stuff like that. Obviously, right. they got their own ways of thinking and doing things because they didn't come together naturally and stuff like that. And like uh, that's just how it is. And uh, she doesn't it doesn't seem like she wants her daughter to follow that same uh, role and be set up like right. That, so. She'd prefer her daughter to have make her own choices and carve her own path in life, and she doesn't want to kind of force anything on her, you know. But yeah, yeah I mean, it's, speaking it's, of. Well, yeah, speaking of like making your own choices, these guys have to step up and start making their own choices yeah. about how they're going to possibly catch and or, or catch this rebellion and stop it. And dude, all three of the people in this scene right here, jam up job, great actor, great actress there. 
uh, done their jobs through the show. Now, it's one of the first times I think I remember seeing this dude that's on the left, but he becomes yeah. kind of a big part uh, in this episode. Like He's a been in character. the background, but he notably makes a suggestion here to kind of do the same thing they've been doing. Right. And that plays out a, a lot more later. And I love that look, like look, the look of this room and they have all like the different graphics, like around of the, of the layout, oh, yeah. some of the, some of the empire stuff. Like, I love that, man. It's a, it's one of those things where like, you know, the show has been, has, has been very different than anything we've seen in star Wars so far, but it's stuff like this that makes it go. This is, uh, this is clearly star Wars. Like those mm-hmm. pe- if anybody out there saying, Oh, this doesn't feel like star Wars. Like that's just yep. silly. Like this definitely feels like star Wars. It just feels like a different, side of star wars that we haven't seen you know a different perspective if you would of absolutely the same universe and the same world that we've seen for for so long here now but yeah i'm loving it i'm loving the set design uh cinematography you know and like i said i've said it a couple times already like when we go to different scenes and the different actors and actresses that are involved like they did a jam up job even the background characters are the people that only had like one or two lines or whatever, they still look their part. They still do their part and they have been doing it uh, very well and very good this whole entire season. That's one of the reasons why the show is so good because, because of all those things, but you throw in a pretty uh, kick-ass story, you know, with it, then like, bro, you got almost everything. And that's what this show has so far. But talking about having almost everything, how about water being spewed out of a pipe? Because this is pretty interesting at first. I thought he was trying. Prison break is in motion now. Yep. Yep, but like uh, prison breaks in motion, like you just said. Uh, when he was first m- fooling with his pipe, I thought he was actually trying to like do something electrical or whatever to shut down the uh, the plant, whatever, you know, prison. And nah, man, it becomes like as soon as I saw the water start to come out, I knew what was going to happen. This wasn't a oh uh, trick foolery or any of that. You knew the water was going to come into play because when they tried to use the floor to like, you know, they really ain't shocking people. But the floor like that has that weird thing that makes their bodies contort and stuff like that. As yeah. soon as they use the power with the water on there, you knew it was going to probably short circuit it or something like that. So water and electricity. I, yep. It, it never mixes. I thought that was actually pretty good. Uh, this is right after that. He barely makes it back That's into great. the room. You know what this reminded me of? In. Return of the Jedi. When they go do the nod. Dun, yeah. Dun, dun. Like there was no music, though. That's what the other thing that made this so great is there there's some scenes of the show where there's like no music at all and this was kind of one of them but they do the same like nod it was the the nods back and forth that remind you know yeah no i really liked it uh like (laughs) i said they really made it like oh this is very important the timing of this has got to be you know spot on he barely makes it into the room and then we have a little scuffling going on and one of the empire (laughs) you know some of the empire guys i feel sorry for because they don't really you know they they're just in a way doing their job right it's just like in a normal yeah. prison this guy was a dick though he was threatening with he's like you don't want to make me use this kind of thing like exactly yeah, what i was here. about to say is this guy right <laughs> here is an asshole during the show like he's the one true like uh dick of the compound yeah. you can't really sympathize with him just doing uh-huh. the job because of how he does it so like nah this is uh a feel-good moment when he's satisfying yeah that cattle pride style thing <laughs> right into the belly there you can see and it's, it's messing him up but he looks like he's about to take a crap to be honest with you but oh yeah some of that yeah. juice we were talking about but yeah this whole like prison break scene and everything else i'm pretty sure we got a couple more pictures from it well, it was pretty good, like all throughout. Pretty action packed. Not yeah. a lot of like uh, words or or anything like that being. It's going not one of the more forth. slower episodes. There's a lot, lot happening in this. Oh movie. yeah, 
No, no, I really loved uh, pretty much yeah. all of it. I mean, like I said, we got a couple of uh, steals from some of the other spots. Yep. This is one they make spot their way to the control room. Yep. Yep. Control room. He holds them up with the gun, like pointing right to their and faces. Circus. I love that he blasts the one guy away immediately. Like, oh, we mean business. We're not fucking around here. And yep. he just like, the one guy's like, he's like, turn it I off. I kind of feel sorry like, for these guys. They just blasted him. Yeah. yeah. These two guys right here, I kind of feel sorry for. They're just trying to do their job. They don't realize yeah. that, you know, they think they might have a bunch of killers and rapists and stuff in their prison and everything else, right? So that they're doing the right thing by being a guards here. You know, like they didn't really do anything or wasn't sure. trying to be assholes. Yeah. But like you said, one of these like has to, they got to take that dirt nap because Cassie and Andor are showing that yeah. he means business. I love that the on-program thing, too. There, If we go back to that for a second. Oh, we've already gotten rid of it. Thanks, Justin. Um, but basically, pointing a gun at him and saying, on-program, and like we're reversing that a, a little bit, because that was the thing that, instead of put your hands up, it's on-program. But No, nah, yeah, yeah, that's a cool that. way to say, like, that, that's a cool way that they did in this show uh, to make it where you're not using everyday words to do the same thing. Like you just said, like they said the own program and what that meant was for them to like stand up straight and put their head hands yeah. behind their head and everything else is pretty cool. But before they leave that control room, our yeah. man, circus shows back up and he gives like, it, it's, it's a simple speech, but at the same time, powerful, right? Like, yeah. And he doesn't even want to give it at first. Right. Like uh, Cassian has to like, very uh, reluctant. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. Cassian has to kind of like, you know, goad him into it. Like, yo, bro, you got to get this done. You got to do right. it. It needs to be and you. Even, you need to live the, deliver the message. And when he finally does, like yeah. I said, even though it's simple, it's very powerful. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Probably one of then, the best speeches like, in the Star Wars yeah. universe. He starts the speech. We were talking about it being reluctant at first. And and uh, he sort of starts out. He's like, uh, you know, uh, well, we've taken over control of the facility or whatever. And then Andor has to be like, is that the best you got? You know, like really, really uh, kind of egg him on if you would and i agree justin i think this is one of the best like motivational speeches that we've seen you know and maybe not just in star wars but like uh, on tv in quite some time and i, I wouldn't go that, that far but i don't know man said, andy circus like that, that <clears throat> it, it all, all you know the point i was trying to make is that it, all that could be attributed to andy circus's performance here i mean th this guy is just unbelievable and really is i think one of those performances that may not get like recognized at some of these award shows or whatever but it's one of those that, like, absolutely should be because, uh, you know, Andy Circus, known for his kind of like the motion capture stuff and Caesar and, you know, Gollum or whatever. But him, like, actually, as an actor, is he is one of the best out there, honestly. Like, it, it's just very, very, very good. Well done here by, by Mr. Circus. And, uh, yeah, again, I totally I think, agree. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Like I said, it's a, uh, the reason why I wouldn't say it's the best, because like I said, the, the one weakness you could say about it is it was simple. It was like uh, just like not very complicated of a speech. You know what I'm saying? No, Justin, but, everything has but, to be the best thing ever or the worst thing ever. That's no, 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 the terms no, dictated but, but by with the that internet being said, in 2022. He did a great job because like, <laughs> as you can see in this still that we got here of him, like it was a very, uh, he said it in a very powerful way. He made something simple like uh, really ring true. And that, that's one of the things I think some people got to learn sometimes is like, it's not about yeah. saying the most, uh, you know, advanced thing or, or the most complicated thing or the most deep thing. It's about being passionate about the thing that you need to say and get that point across. I mean, real life situation is like Auburn lost their coach and they had to get like one of their assistant coaches to step up and become the head coach this past week. And he did, it, it wasn't it, when he did a speech in the locker room after the game, 
because Auburn probably played one of his best games of the year. They still lost in overtime, but they played a really good game. He he got in there, and but he was being real, right? And the speech wasn't very complicated. You know what I'm saying? It was broken up here and there because he had to stop and everything else. But like, so it wasn't very eloquent, I should say. But like in the in that, it doesn't matter. Like what he said rang true for those players. And like I expect the, the team to play even better, you know, going out from this point because of what he was saying, how much he cared for him and stuff. And that's basically what Andy Circus was doing here, right? He was taking something, making it, you know, more powerful to like get these people to rise up. And as he's doing his speech, you have a lot of people going around and they they getting them guns, son. They getting them rifles uh, and everything. Them blasters. I love that. Say, Talk about Wars. perspective. You got the Empire guys hiding out in the closet while the inmates are, are taking control of the facility, and they're like scared of them. You know, at this point, like they've been totally outnumbered. They even see, he even says that in his speech. He's like, they don't have enough guards to cover everything, so these guys are just hiding in the freaking broom closet here. I uh, love this like, scene. <laughs> I love this scene, but I do wish they would have took it a step further. Now, I do know that some of the guards, as they were running around and they've gotten their weapons and stuff, get shot and killed, you know, with the blasters or whatever. I wanted a scene, though, where a couple of people that may not have had any guns or blasters, right, uh, bump into one of these guys and just start beating the crap out of them with some pipes or something, you know. Like, yeah. basically, that scene would have made it even as real as, say, like, any of the other scenes we would have gotten, like, a prison break kind of episode or movie, right? Like, where, mm -hmm. bro, these prisoners, man, they're getting some of this revenge on some people, and it gets oh, real yeah. brutal. You know what I'm saying? Because so, even though the characters that we like and stuff in this show, like Andor, maybe even, like, Andy Serkis's character or whatever seems to be these people that don't do super bad things, there are some people that were thrown in here before now that are involved in this, that are thrown in these prisons. Not everybody in these prisons are innocent. There's some of them in there that's done some horrible things, right? And probably don't even deserve to be able to escape uh, when we look at that. And that's something I think like that I was thinking about as that's going on. And, and that would have really drove it home. One more like scene where it got kind of brutal, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like a couple uh, guys getting their asses handed to them. Yeah. Know? Like just, just, guys just get, away. yeah, guys, a lot of guys getting blasted away here. Just by, yeah. by guns. Just like really quick it. things and really quick yeah, scenes like of them getting shot with a blaster and stuff. With the and pipe like, and, yeah. Yeah. But just like just some of the guards maybe getting their butts just handed yeah. to them and stuff. But yeah. like they're working their way through the thing. And like the whole time, I'm like, okay, so there's going to have to either be a, like the whole time they're going through here in my mind, I'm already like, they either have to have some TIE fighters that people can jump in or maybe like some kind of other like aircraft or something like that because you know, because of, We've already got hints at that this was some kind of water place, obviously. Like, a, yeah. I didn't know exactly what it was, but you can kind of tell they're dealing with some water, maybe underground or uh, uh, underwater, whatever. And then uh, we actually get to see, we'll, we'll pull this up first, like the outside. It looks like the yeah. Emperor, Imperial symbol. After which is they're really all cool. jumping into but, the water. Yeah. But basically, it's like this dam facility thing or something. It's like a weird, yeah. like, kind of dam and stuff. Cause at one point, they shut off some of the things. And it stops water from going through. Yeah, so this talk place about is like how it's all hydro, like everything is hydro based. So they're, they're water powering to make the, whatever it is pieces for the Death Star or whatever you want to speculate. But yeah, I, I it's clear that this whole the time that they were cool. in the yeah that the design's really cool and that they were in the middle of the water the whole time. So they're gonna gonna have to at least get through that. So I but, knew that even before I saw that outside scene, and you actually don't yeah. see that outside scene until you see this scene. 
Yeah. And our man, Andy Circus, sacrificed it all, bro. <laughs> he sacrificed it all. He got all these people hyped up. You can see them right there, all walks of life, excited. Oh, they, they're all like, screw this. We're getting the hell out of here. So we're jumping off of this thing and we're going to swim and everything else. And little did we know, Andy Circus's character is the one guy that we know of out of this group. In the entire that galaxy. That doesn't know how to swim. swim. I don't and, swim. Uh, you can see him trying to tell uh, Andor right here in this scene, like, y'all, bro, I can't swim. Like, something's up. Yeah. Uh, and At that point, so, it's too late. Andor kind of gets swept out in the crowd of people diving into the water. And it's just, it's pretty heartbreaking. It's like, oh, man, he got that far. And now what's going to happen to him? Is he going to get taken back by the Empire and, like, experimented on? You know, he's going to get that big scar in his face. And then next thing you know, he's uh, Snoke. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, that or there got to be something around there that he could grab the float on real quick before they take back over. I mean, that's my assumption is like maybe he was able to eventually do the thing, you know, and get down there. He just got to get something to float on and just uh, kick those feet, man. Kick those feet. But uh, that was pretty hardcore. And then we even got like I thought probably the uh, most important and probably even more hardcore scene in the whole thing because of how intense mm -hmm. it was. Uh, but we get this gentleman right here we were talking about earlier that was kind of like hinting towards things. Little did we know he's a spy for the rebellion. Yeah, this guy from earlier worked, here. Exactly. Like he, yep. he got to work his way back up into the, uh, or work his way up into one of the hierarchies and stuff there. Uh, and he's going to meet uh, his boss or whatever, which turns out to be, we know the of whole course. time. Yes. Uh, this gentleman right here and like this was a really cool scene of them meeting each other and stuff and uh you know the one guy saying that hey man like i got a family now and stuff i gotta back out of this i gotta get out of this somehow and uh he and he's like i got you know i gotta sacrifice this this and this and everything else and uh this gentleman's like yo bro like he, he actually asked you know hey what have you sacrificed and we get a very good yeah. like pretty much of speech about like what he has to do and what what's on his mind and everything else because like there are some scenes in this show before now where you can see this guy's heartless you can kind of portray him as heartless you know up to this point because a couple of scenes maybe didn't look that good for him but in this moment like you really see why he kind of acts that way and why he feels the way he yeah. feels and i thought it was really passionate really strong uh <clears throat> i think it was actually better than the Andy circus speech earlier like in the same episode. You got a point. I mean, else, the acting really on this show, the acting on this show in general has been top notch. I mean, you go back and you watch the original Star Wars movies and the prequels and everything. And it's like, it's awesome, right? It's an awesome franchise, but it's not necessarily known for its great acting performances. You know what I mean? And mm. I feel like well, with this show, they've really given some of these actors a chance to shine and, you know, Andy Serkis and Stellan Skarsgård in particular, Genevieve O'Reilly, who plays Mon Mothma, you know, Diego Luna, of course. Uh, they're really like giving performances of a lifetime here. And I just love that you really get the emotion of Stellan Skarsgård in that character in that moment with that character, where he, he, you know, he's he's obviously had to sacrifice a lot and he's had to given up a lot for the cause, for the greater good, right. you know. And that and that was sort of a a running theme throughout this episode as well. Like that line from Andor, which is even more poignant knowing what happens later with him, where he says, I'd, I'd rather die uh, fighting them than give them what they want. 
And yep. I th- think that that's, that's a, sort of the message of this entire first season, really, of the show is sort of, you know, fighting together, having to make sacrifices, having to make tough choices in order to improve the lives of everyone and in, in order to sort of um, fight back against the evil empire, if you would. So love that about this show. And um, another thing I wanted to point out is the sort of the the dark depths of Coruscant, like. Someone, another YouTuber was pointing this out recently. Uh, I can't remember who it was, so I apologize for not giving you the proper credit. But just, like, look at the look of Coruscant here and yep. how deep it really goes. And that's another thing that we haven't really been seeing. Like, we know Coruscant's really big, right? But we have yet to really see, I think, the full uh, depth of, like, the cavernous sort of, you know, underbelly knew. of the city. Always knew how big it was because, like, they were in the works of possibly doing a show a long time ago before Disney ever bought it. Uh, that was basically uh, it was ca- it was going to be called like eleven thirteen or something like that, and that was actually a uh, that was actually a level on Curacao. Yeah. So, like, we know it's got over a thousand, uh, you know, over eleven hundred uh, levels right there. Right. Like so I, we haven't and, really it, seen that on screen though, and on any of the movies, even like the prequels, like just oh, how, yeah, yeah. how far down it goes, you know, like this, this I think is like the, the cavernous depths. It seems like he get, he gets in this lift and he just keeps going and going and going and going and going and going until he gets to this platform. And I just, I, I love that. We haven't really seen the full scope of Coruscant yet on one of these shows. And that's, that's really, really cool that they're exploring that. So thumbs up, kudos to the show for doing all these different new things that we haven't seen in star wars really before or they haven't really been fully explored so i definitely like that but um we see these guys right here tippy toe into sand and one of the things i was also thinking about is they barefooted (laughs) as hell what if they would have been swimming and the land that they had to get onto was volcanic, like we've seen already in Star Wars, like Mustafar or something. Mustafar, like that. yeah. That'd have been screwed, dog. They ain't got no shoes on. But no, no, what? They got the soft sand to run on. They obviously trying to get the hell out of there, get some way that they can get off this planet because uh, this planet yeah. don't look fun at all, to be honest with you. These big ass water, you know, oceans there, and then like the, look at the trees. They even look dead right here, so yeah, it doesn't look yeah. very fun in this place. You obviously see one guy that's been able to keep up with Andor and stuff like that. Uh, the, so the biggest curiosity would be where the hell is he going from here? Because uh, I always yeah. figured that would be the rebellion that broke him out, but it's actually himself breaking yeah. himself out. Now, with this being said, with him going helped, these things, uh, he kind of helped start his own rebellion, if you would, in a way. I mean, those right. Andy circuses had to kind of be the fire to you know the match to light the fire, or whatever. But yeah. With this being said, though, like. Uh, you know, is this one of those things that sparks like, oh shit, man? Like, you know, I, I really do have to help this rebellion because uh, he's been in I the depths. He's seen, he has seen now and got a taste now of what like maybe a bunch of innocent people is going to be feeling and everything else because of the empire controlling everything yeah. and uh, spent through some this. shit. Yeah. yeah. So like because of that, you know, like does does he actually run back to the rebellion now and say like, yo, I'm actually in this uh, not just for selfish reasons but for the real deal. Or do they find out that he escaped prison and find out about this prison break and find out that it's him and they find him again and uh, kind of recruit him again? I think he probably won't have to be recruited this time. I think he'll voluntarily no. uh, come back. So I agree. I think that some of the experiences he's gone through, both with this you know prison thing and then before that with the mission that he was sort of sent on at the beginning of the season, 
yeah, I think I think he's going to take a little less convincing for him to be like, all right, I'm I'm on board. Let's uh, let's get this rebellion thing happening. But yeah, man, this episode was awesome. Absolutely loved it. Can't wait for the last two. Just think the show in general I, has been top notch Star Wars for me. Some of the I can't best. wait either, man. I can't wait either. And uh, you know, I've been leaving people with a couple of words here, here and there when we're getting off the show and stuff, and like. You know, like you said earlier, there's sometimes people who live on the very, you know, right side or left side on almost anything, right? Like it's the greatest thing in the world or it's the crappiest. There's not enough in the middle. There's not enough like OKs in the world that doesn't seem like now. It's like you're either the worst or you're the best and, and everything else. And not everything can fall in those lines and everything else. Right. Right. But uh, so I'm just going to like give you all this piece of advice, man, like in the world. uh. Don't get too excited what? like that right there. And all uh and everything else. Need to find a great place in your life where you can sit right through the middle and coast and still be still feel good but not too excited and still feel good and not too bored. Find that perfect spot in your life, man. And you will do good from here on out. Yeah. But with that being said, man, until next time, peace. Yeah.